welcome to a brand new edition or episode or whatever, I mean, just whatever you want to call it, really, of That's Odd, uh, starring, that's right, I said starring Johnny Townsend and also starring my buddy, my pal, Chris Chavez. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? It's another episode of That's Odd. We're bringing in the new year with this. I was going to say, we're at the end of the year now. This will probably go up, um, yeah, I'll put it up tomorrow as a New Year's Eve That's Odd and... uh People will be listening to it in 2018. They'll be listening to a uh, an episode from the year before. That's right. They'll go back in time, <laughs> uh, time travel even. That's a weird, strange thing. That's odd, isn't it? <laughs> That's odd. <laughs> That's odd. Uh, if uh, I've been reading, I've been reading and seeing all these people like uh, Phil Collins telling people want to start playing in the air tonight so they get the drum solo right at when the ball <laughs> drops that kind of thing what is that that's the new like the new meme the new the new facebook sweeping thing that's that's going around the internet i don't know it's like we need why do we need something to happen right I've, at midnight i've seen a lot of things saying that <laughs> if you play this song starting at this yeah. time this will happen by midnight now and i saw yeah. one that was pretty funny it was one of these songs uh referencing one of these mumble rappers saying if you yeah. play this song at a specific time uh by midnight, it'll be left in 2017 where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, if you start this podcast uh, <laughs> right here, right now, and just count to, to, to five, one, two, three, four, five, a happy new year from That's Odd and History Creeps and Johnny Townsend and Chris Chavez. <laughs> We're in 2018, people. Oh my gosh, we've time traveled ahead. Let's go back Chris. and let's go back to where we started recording in 2017, so we can finish the episode. That's a good idea. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> That's why you're here to keep me on track. You have anything cool uh, going on for New Year's Eve? Like, what are you what are you going to do? Well, I'm in my I'm approaching like I'm hurtling towards mid 30s. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, my days of uh, parties and stuff are long, long gone. Uh, I haven't, gosh, I can't even remember the last time I went to a New Year's party. Like, I've gone to, like, friend get-togethers on those, but you yeah. know what I mean? But that's a way smaller thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly have, like, no major plans, to be honest with you. Like, I might watch, uh, I don't know, uh, plane trains and automobiles. <laughs> do you plan on staying up to watch the ball drop, or do you go to bed, you know, way before that? I usually try to just to stay up just a little bit. Just to watch that part, but that's about it. Are you a a, rock, a Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve guy? I used to be. I mean, there for a while when he was doing. I mean, he passed away, right? I yeah, think he did. yeah, yeah. He was doing. He was, pretty, doing he was doing pretty bad for a while too on air. Right. Still, I was like, why are they? Why is he still doing this? Like, I love. Yeah, I actually, like, feel, what, actually, felt uh, I felt bad for him because I loved him growing up. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I don't know uh, who who doesn't now. I think it's Ryan Seacrest now. Seacrest oh. is the new Dick Clark. I guess that kind of makes sense. <laughs> I guess in a way, when they're bringing back American Idol too, you saw that, right? Are they really? Yeah, they're bringing everything back. I saw Roseanne's yeah. coming back. I was like, Roseanne, yeah. how are they going to yeah. do that? And apparently, they're just going to say like the whole last season never existed. The whole Dan, well, well they have everything. to. The one, com- the one commercial I saw had Dan alive and well. Yeah, they said that never <laughs> happened. Like, so I wonder, yeah. is she going to wake up and everything's a dream again? I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. That's a show I used to watch all the time with my family. Yeah, I liked it. I was a I was a pretty big nerd for it, but yeah. <laughs> so I'm really curious about how that show is going to be on. It'll be interesting. I think they're trying to ride the, the coattails of like the whole Full House re uh, reboot thing or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. But, well, we're re- we we reboot everything. We don't have any original ideas anymore. That's why we basically tell stories from the past for this show. Yeah, <laughs> we reboot we reboot stories from the past. We are not going to tell you. We're not going to make up weird stories. 
that will be told in the future. We're going to tell right. you what happened in the past. Stuff that's already happened. We are literally I'm- rebooting these stories. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't hear that beautiful sneeze. <laughs> By the way, I'm still getting over a cold, so doing much better. But some remnants are there. Apologize for that. <laughs> I haven't turned my head that quick in a long time. Hopefully you're not coming down with the sickness. Oh, all right. Or the, the fever, The fever, I should say. Oh, I thought you were making a disturbed reference. Yes, both. Oh, sweet. See, I know I know. It also stuff. plays into my story as well. <laughs> oh, it does. You like that. Speaking of which, where are we going with your story today, Chris? Uh, Well, for this edition of That's Odd, we are going to the 1700s. Let me ask you something. Um, What do you know about resurrections? Uh, Well, being a Christian, I know quite a bit about that one. Right. That's one we're t- well, you know about so, the story of Jesus. So there's that. That's the yeah, most well-known that's the, resurrection. That's probably the, the most famous one. But uh, there's also one much, in which he resurrects someone himself, right? Doesn't he bring Lazarus back from the dead? That is correct. Yes. So, so you have two famous ones that are, are, are biblical. Uh, apparently, though, this has happened a lot. People have died and come back to life. And I'm not talking well, yeah. about like their heart stopped for a minute or, you know, they were brain right. dead for a moment and came back. Well, we, we've days. had a few on this, ep- on this show even. Like you had that one where that lady was in the ice. Yep. Uh, and then I had that one where, well, she wasn't, sadly they didn't get her in time, but she was buried and she tried to get out of her own coffin and she couldn't. Yep. So, so we do know about those instances in which people die uh, or are thought to be dead, are buried. Uh, sometimes they don't make it out, right? And so they yeah. stay dead they, or they end up dying regardless. Uh, but what happens when they come back from the dead and go on to live life? Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first thought, right? You're like, yeah. here we go, George Romero. I'm ready. Um, yeah. I'm Save me, Daryl. T- I came across this article that had a list of all kinds of instances throughout history where this happened. And I was like, holy cow, really? One of them was absolutely crazy. This woman that was uh, accused of killing her bastard child and uh, hiding it at her boss's house. She was convicted and hung. Uh, while she was hung, like her friends were like beating her in the chest and yanking her, like her legs up and down, trying to get her to die quickly because they didn't want her to just kind of hang there and die slowly. You know what I mean? They didn't want her to suffer, right? So yeah. she was she was pronounced dead. She was taken down, uh, brought to the dot the you know the coroner. He was about to dissect her. As he was about to dissect her, she started to groan. And now there was two. There's two sides of this story that that goes on, and this isn't even my story. So, uh, but it's just a, a, an example. Uh, one says that they, they started pouring like hot coals down her throat, um, and she vomited them back up, and she, you know, it, it brought her to. Or another story says somebody like kicked her or stomped her chest, trying to like kill her, like to actually finish killing her, and it ended up reviving her. Um, either way, she ends up like going on to live a normal life because the the courts decided she'd had enough punishment and they declared she was innocent and that she could live her life now. Um, so people have actually done this. They've died, come back to life, and gone on to live. Uh, the story I came across was very interesting. It's called The Legend of Marjorie McCall. It takes place in the 1700s in, um, in Ireland. Northern Ireland. So uh, there's a website called the Lurgan Ancestry. Uh, it's the Lurgan County of Northern Ireland. This article is on there. So it's called uh, The Legend of Marjorie McCall, 1705. Times were hard in the 1700s, and people made a penny wherever they could. Some, train, uh, some trades were frowned upon, however, and rightly so. 
One such trade was that of a resurrectionist, also known as grave robber or sack em up. <laughs> they called them sack, okay. sack em ups. <laughs> Look at them sack em ups over there. Scram, guys. Uh, What's in a sack em up? <laughs> Put your hands in the air. This is a sack em up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you kicked him right in the sack of ups. <laughs> oh. So these unsavory types provided cadavers to many private medical schools throughout the UK. And at the start of the 18th century, business was booming. Um, you could look at these guys as criminals, right? But really think about it. They actually helped medicine uh, go forward by providing these bodies, right? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Uh, anyway. Um, probably the most famous of the practitioners of this particular trade were Burke and Hare, who found infamy almost 100 years later. Their notoriety wasn't really due to their grave robbing, but more to do with their fresh supply of corpses. Anyway, the resurrectionists weren't unique in Edinburgh. In Ireland, sur- surgeons were prepared to pay a fair price for the newly deceased, and this provided employment opportunities for local resurrectionists. This practice was, however, uh, would, however, prove a hair-raising experience for once such band of grave robbers in Lurgan in 1705. Marjorie McCall was wed to a doctor. They lived in Church Place, Lurgan, and by all accounts were very happy. When Marjorie fell ill, or caught the fever, her husband John was beside himself with worry, because in the early 1700s, many illnesses we consider minor today could be fatal, and the fever was a great catch-all for many of these ailments. Sadly, Marjorie succumbed to her bout of fever and was buried in Shankhill Church of Ireland Cemetery, not far from her home in Church Place. She was hastily buried for fear of the fever spreading, and that should have been the end of that. However, she was to become one of the most famous women in Lurgan, and it's still talked about today. There was quite a, a lot of commotion at the wake concerning uh, a valuable ring that Marjorie was wearing. Many of the mourners tried in vain to pull the ring from her fingers, perhaps because they anticipated the possibility that grave robbers would desecrate her resting place uh, in order to steal the ring. Marjorie was buried still wearing her beautiful gold wedding ring. Her husband's inability to remove it from her fingers, which had swollen considerably during her death, uh, had, had made news travel that the treasure was there for resurrectionists. They spotted the opportunity to gain themselves a bonus. So after the wake, which was traditionally an attempt to avoid premature burial, we'd heard about how like that's where wakes came from. People died and they knew sometimes they weren't really dead. So uh, I believe even in Ireland, they would lay the body on the table, right? And, that's in the, in, yeah. and it would stay there for a couple of days. You'd literally eat around with the body laying in the middle of the table. Um, so anyway, uh, during the wake, they, they tried to get this ring off her finger. They couldn't do it. So they buried her. Um, so that evening before the soil had time to settle on Marjorie's coffin, grave robbers paid a visit working under cover of darkness. They grappled in the dirt until they reached and opened her coffin. True to the rumor, the ring was still on her finger before removing the body. They attempted to purloin the valuable item, but it wouldn't budge. Being businessmen, they weren't about to allow such a prize to make its way to a surgeon's slab. And since she couldn't get any debtor, they agreed to cut off her finger to free the ring. As soon as blood was drawn from Marjorie, she came to, revived from the coma-like state or swoon she had fallen into. She sat bolt upright, eyes wide, and wailed like a banshee. There are differing reports as to the fate of the body snatchers. One states that one of the men dropped dead on the spot from fright. The other that they both ran for their lives, never to be resumed their, uh, never to resume their dubious occupation. 
Can you imagine that, dude? Like you already are dealing with pulling up a dead body and it's not a fun business at all. You're used to it. So you've got kind of nerves to steal, right? But then you start to cut the finger and the thing sits up and screams at you, eyes wide open. Yeah, I'm out of there. That's, I mean, quickly. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. I'm finding a new job ASAP. So uh, in the dark, the bold Marjorie helps herself out of the ground and stumbles the short distance to her home. At home, her husband John was sitting with their children and relatives, bemoaning her passing and toasting her journey to a better place. Basically, they were getting drunk. Uh, right. When the door rapped three times, John, still racked with grief, exclaimed, If your mother were still alive, I'd swear that was her knock. And sure enough, upon opening the door, John was confronted by his late wife, dressed in her burial clothes, dripping from her almost severed finger, but very much alive. John's response is disputed, but most tellings of the story agree that he dropped dead on the floor. Now there's a quandary. <laughs> Joy and sadness in an equal measure for the rest of the family. Can you imagine like that's the other part of it? So she survives it. And there's many tellings of this story. It's it's it wasn't just on this site. Um but there's all these the tellings of the story. I just thought it was cool. It's actually on the ancestry site of that that little town. Um, yeah. But like, can you imagine, dude? Like, she comes back to life, and you guys are all happy. You see her at first. You're shocked, but then that happiness starts to come in, and then the, the, the her husband drops dead. Well, I mean, I, that's gonna be a giant shock either way. And yeah, the older he is, maybe his heart just couldn't take it. Would be my guess. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I'm thinking, that it was the actual yeah. shock of it. So there's uh, they ended up burying him in her open grave, uh, the grave that they had used for her originally. Uh, and then wow. where she's buried now, the stone, the inscription reads, Marjorie McCall lived once, buried twice. Oh, that's kind of a neat little thing to have, though. Yeah, you can literally visit the <clears throat> visit the uh, the graveyard and see the grave with the inscription there. That's pretty that's pretty wild. Yeah, right. That it's pretty. It's, that's odd. That's some weird, wild stuff. <laughs> uh, All right, Mister Carson, where are we going now? <laughs> well, let's let's time travel from where you, we just were in the seventeen hundreds to night. Let's okay. Like, I thought you were making time travel noises. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're in nineteen fifty-eight Sweden. 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 A country that I would honestly love to visit. Uh, I heard they have amazing chocolate there. And they have cool uh, chefs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Swedish yeah. chefs. <laughs> you can't understand them. <laughs> yes, yep, you can't understand them. <laughs> but they're awesome. Uh, two guys in their mid-30s. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce these names, but of course, like I just said, they're Swedish. Uh, Stig Rydberg, that was the easier one, and Hans Gustafsson. We're driving around uh, on a remote road around 3 a.m. Now, Chris, I want to ask you this. Do you think that if you're going to be driving around, I don't care where you're located or where you're at. If you're driving around anywhere at 3 a.m., there's a good chance you're going to see something strange or odd. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I definitely would. The few times I've been out that late, I feel like I've almost always saw something that was <laughs> a, little, a little off. If I do say so myself, I can't remember the last time I stayed up that stayed up that late. Not woke up yeah. around that time, but stayed up that late. Much less went out driving at three a.m. And good lord, 
That's crazy. Oh, yeah, same here. I mean, that's I'm talking in my this is like my twenties when I was in my twenties when I would do stuff. We're like sounding that. like we're old. We really are. We, we are old. We said it before the show. We were talking <laughs> yeah. about it, but yeah, we're that yeah. we're those old men now, dude. Yeah. Why's my phone? Why's it? <laughs> Why can't I talk on it? <laughs> Quit sending me words. Who's driving uh, around at three in the morning? Turn that car yeah. off. Get out of my yard. <laughs> uh, so they were driving around three a.m. Uh, and then when suddenly a thick fog just kind of rose up from the ground, it seemed. Ooh. Then in this fog, they noticed a light and then they stopped the car. They got out and they looked and a UFO appeared. According to these two guys, this UFO was about 12 feet across with, and they described these as jelly bags uh, with four jelly bags <laughs> that were blue and jumped widely about around the main craft. What's, so, what's a jelly bag? I assume they mean like it's like a really col- colorful light that kind of looks like it's a bag of lights. Does that make any sense? I'm going to look up the term jelly bag <laughs> as you continue. I mean, I assume it's a bag with jellies in it. That's what I assume. <laughs> That's why I took it to see. You know how girls uh, back in the day used to have jelly shoes? Those little slip-on shoes, the jelly ones? Gel- they're called jellies. Oh, yeah. So I do remember I, that. I just typed in jelly bag, and that's what comes up is they're ba- handbags for women, but made out of the jelly. That The, the same thing is. You think that can't around- be what he, they meant, though? In the 50s? Yeah. Was that around? In the, oh, I don't know. no. You know what? For canning. A jelly bag is for canning. So they must know what that is. Back, I mean, this is old school stuff, canning stuff. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it's a UFO. Uh, so, they, so they've stopped the car and they're out there looking at this thing. And that in itself would be strange, right? You're driving around 3 a.m. Then all of a sudden, a UFO comes out seemingly from the fog, it seems. And it's just looking at you, right? So that's strange in itself. Mm-hmm. But this is where this story turns from strange to what the heck? <laughs> and four entities, they called them entities, that's what the story called them, descended from the craft and attacked. Now, how did they attack? Now, Chris, when I say entities attack, what? how do you think that they're going to attack you? Well, when you're saying entities, I'm already seeing just the little gray guys, right? The big bulbous heads. That's what I saw in my head. And yeah. so when I hear attack, I just kind of see, and it's kind of comical, but I kind of see them running at you, flailing their arms, kind of like Kermit the Frog used to look like when he came running all wild <laughs> oh, and crazy. Yeah. So I could see them doing that, like maybe screaming, ah, or like E.T. Yeah. when he was running a- away, all freaked out by the light. Yeah. Or like uh, Mars Attacks, they got the guns Oh, there you stuff. go. We could do that. That's, we, can yeah, go, that's what I'm going right, with. We can go dangerous. We can go Independence Day. I mean, we can oh. go... Oh, War of the Worlds? There you yeah. go. So what what's, uh, What was this? Well, forget all that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Apparently, these entities had an ability or a weapon of some sorts uh, that kind of would suck things up like a vacuum cleaner, like a really super duper crazy powerful vacuum cleaner. What? And these things, these... They so they used this ability or weapon or whatever it was to grab the two men and started pulling them up toward the ship. Apparently, this was a crazy strong uh, force that was pulling these two guys because they said that they were scraping and clawing and doing whatever they could right to stay on the ground. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah. Why would you want to go up to this thing? This is obviously not going to be a great time. No, this is very very. Um 
It does. Yeah, this is bad. This is ominous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to go to this. That's a party that I can miss. <laughs> uh, did they describe so what these entities look like? First of all, I need to know. No, what No, they never did. Like, oh god. Okay. That's the part that really bothered me. I looked everywhere, but all the times I saw the story, they never. I never could find a. They kept calling them entities or whatever. Like they never really. Well. From the sounds of it, they couldn't get a good look at them anyway because, you know, they were terrified and being pulled toward them. Right. And they were trying to scrape and claw and get away. But this story takes another turn. While they're scraping and clawing to try to get away from being pulled up towards the ship, (laughs) they suddenly found themselves sinking into some sort of ooze. (laughs) So apparently apparently these creatures that also... uh, Put out some ooze of some sort. Like liquefied the ground underneath them? Well, it was almost like it was uh, almost like jello from the sounds of it that they were sinking into. And they said that it smelled like, and this is another quote from them, burnt sausage. What What if these aliens, like this this is how they go about getting their contestants for their own like jello wrestling. Like this is how they do jello wrestling. (laughs) They just come I just feel like I kidnap them. I just feel human. Remember when you were younger and you first got your license, <laughs> and you and your friends would get together and you would go like do really stupid things like, uh, uh, like I remember we would uh, like you know you see construction cones everywhere and you oh. kind of mess with those a little oh, bit. Yeah. That kind of just really dumb, stupid uh, prank type things. Yeah. What if this is just like four, like some four aliens who just got their license to drive their <laughs> UFO? <laughs> <laughs> and this is what they choose to do. Just they found these two guys randomly driving. It's, it's like, their, hey, let's mess with these it's guys. It's their version yeah. of cow tipping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh god, yeah. that's amazing. I may or may not have done that before. <laughs> uh, I live in North Carolina. There's plenty of cows here. That's amazing. Well, while this is happening, now if if you can imagine if you're these two guys and this is happening to you, it would be very very fearful. I mean, these aliens obviously know what they're doing. They're trying to get you to their ship. They have some burnt sausage type ooze all over you. But apparently, luckily, a Stig Rydberg was able to break free suddenly. And he ran to his car and he blared the horn. He just laid on the horn. This was loud enough and he kept doing it long enough that this startled the entities uh, to the point where they actually dropped uh, Hans. And they took off. They got back in their vehicle with their UFO, and they took off because they were scared by this car horn. Now, the report later on goes on to say that obviously these two men were very shaken by this. And not only were they shaking uh, about this incident, but apparently they were sick for days afterwards. And they claimed they were sick due to the to the ooze that they were uh, su- su- you know uh, that they uh, touched with their bodies and stuff. It made them sick for. A few days afterwards. Was there stuff left sm- on them? Like, did they have residue? Not that I had saw. This is all, this is very much uh, just a report of two witnesses. So you got to take them for whatever you want. Yeah. You know, face value type deal. They're the only two witnesses who claimed to have seen this. There were no other witnesses in the area. Uh, so they said they, they claimed they were sick for days afterwards and they smelt burnt sausage for at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. I made, up that last, I made up that last part, but oh, oh. burnt sausage sounds <laughs> that terrible. That been amazing, Duke. I was going to say, like, that's like the trigger. Every time somebody yeah. burns sausage, they're like whisked back to that night. They're screaming, cowering in the corner. What if this really happened? Like, anytime I'd smell burnt sausage, I'd run out of the house. That's, no- <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're like yeah. cowering in the corner. Yeah, I would do the same Crying. thing. 
Yeah. So that's the story of the weird, strange encounter between Stig Rydberg and Hans Gustafsson and a couple of uh, aliens. What year did say. What year did that happen? 1958. 1958. Okay, so yeah, that's about the rise around the time of the the you know a lot of the UFOs things that were going on. Oh yeah, that's when they really started hitting up. And uh, in today's society right now, it's kind of getting a, a new mainstream level. It seems it does, right? We seem to be hearing yeah. and seeing things uh, uh, more and more lately. That's coming yeah. on the next history creeps. We'll be talking about the CIA. That's a little uh, spoiler alert. Whisper, whisper. They're listening. We're going to be talking about the CIA and somehow a guy from Blink One Eighty Two only one episode. <laughs> it's a lot of numbers. It's a strange world. We, it's a lot of it's numbers. A strange world we live in. Yeah, it is. Yeah, CIA One Eighty Two. Yeah, what's my age again? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's that strange story. Yeah, Chris. man. Resurrections and UFOs. Yeah, history. Resurrections and uh, some weird burnt sausage juice. <laughs> History's odd, man. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> History's very odd. History's incredibly odd. I agree with you. Chris, tell the tell the kids, tell the uh, ladies and gents where they can find you. Oh, hey, you want to find me? My address is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Please give your home address, your physical address out to the listeners. Uh, if you want to listen to any other podcasts I'm on, I do one called Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. You can find that on the same network as History Creeps, BICBP-radio.com. Uh, if you listen to us already, you've heard this already before. If you haven't, go over to our network, check it out. See if you see any other shows on there you like. Make sure you go to iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe, rate, comment. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, if you have not already followed us on Facebook, we have a Facebook account for the History creeps podcast uh look it up give us a follow we post the newest episodes there uh follow-ups to some of the things we covered articles some cool things like that um that's about it for me having a good time happy new year to all johnny take us out uh, i'm gonna echo what he said happy new year make sure you go there's pretty much a podcast for whatever you're interested in on this network and soon very soon will be a, a brand new one that's sort of a spinoff of history creeps and that's odd yeah uh and i'm very excited about <laughs> Uh, it's going to be called the abnormal times. So stay tuned for that. It should be fairly soon within the new year. I would assume. Oh, for sure. I think it's coming out the first week of the new year. So there we go. Uh, that's that's uh, highly recommend it. I have a lot of fun doing that one. Uh, so check it out. If you like this show, I think you'll have a chance of liking it. Uh, also I do uh, retro bliss and that's with my buddy Trevor. It's where we talk about old school video games. So if you remember playing those games from uh, the, from your childhood and you want to go back in time and relive that with two, uh, experts and i use the term expert very very loosely uh then please join us and we'll have a good time uh for chris chavez for johnny townsend that's me that's right i said my own name uh thanks for joining us have a happy new year and a safe one we appreciate all you listeners it means a lot that you would spend your time with us so thank you very much happy new year and as always stay on stay on